All right, uh, if you guys could join me in prayer. Father God, we thank you again for this time together. Thank you for everyone who's able to join us for another day of daily breath. Uh, day number four, Lord Jesus, we continue with our remembrance of you. You who are, who you are, what you sacrificed on the cross for each of us and what your resurrection means to everyone in the world. What you did for each of us is often misunderstood and even rejected by many. But your promise of forgiveness for all of our sins is everlasting, and it is open to all who hear and receive your good news. Help us each to remember the hope that we have in you as our Lord and Savior. As we continue with our reflection reflection and meditation of the gospel of Mark, Holy Spirit, we ask for your guidance. We ask you to move among us and remind us of your great love for each of us, that we are made a new creation in you, and that the freedom of knowing you redeemed us once and for all through the cross. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, I'll start with the... Uh, passage reading it was a little it was a little bit long <laughs> so it was uh mark chapter 2 uh verses 13 through uh mark chapter 3 3 verse 6 so i'll i'll read that uh try to read that real quickly once again jesus went out beside the lake a large crowd came to him and he began to teach them as he walked along he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, Jesus told him, and Levi got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. <clears throat> when the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said to them, it's not only the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Now John, John's disciple and the Pharisees were fasting. Some people came and asked Jesus, how is it that John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees are fasting, but you are not? Jesus answered, how can the guests of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? They cannot, so long as they have him with them. But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and on that day they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the new piece will pull away from the old, making the, the tear worse. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the wine skins will be ruined. <clears throat> no, they pour new wine into the new wine skins. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and his disciples walked along. They began to pick some head, heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? He answered, have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the day of Abiathar, the high priest entered, 
he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the son of man's Lord, so the son of man's Lord, even on the Sabbath. Another time, Jesus went into the synagogue, and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. So they watched him closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with the shriveled hand, stand up in front of everyone. Then Jesus asked them, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they remained silent. He looked around them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts, said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was completely restored. Then the Pharisees went out and began to plot with the Herodians how they might kill Jesus. This is the word of God. So, uh, you know, as I read through uh, today's text, you know, I was a little bit, I, I was, I, I was a little bit bothered because it was so, so many things, so many things to, uh, like three, four different, um, <clears throat> sections, if you want to call it. And, uh, I'm sure, you know, many people have spoken specifically about each of these sections right and uh i mean you know jesus is a sabbath that's that's has to be talked about greatly in length and um and so uh as i kind of meditate um you know one word did come come through and i thought of um you know one main word and the word to me was new. Uh, it seemed like uh, everything that Jesus did uh, was new to the Pharisees and all others who interacted with them, even though they all knew about the coming of the Messiah. Jesus was different uh, to them and, and totally unexpected. And uh, this morning, <clears throat> I wanted to talk about three points from the verses read in Mark, okay? So uh, the first one, it ties to uh, verses two, I mean, I'm sorry, verses 13 through 17, and that's a new revelation, you know? uh, And basically the new revelation was Jesus, good morning. (laughs) Jesus uh, welcomed all, especially the professed sinners. Uh, Jesus did not condemn the sinners, rather he wanted to cure, heal, save, stay with, uh, spend time with all of the sinners. Levi was considered considered a very bad person, you know, sinful, unclean. He hung hung out with sinful people. The text even says they were sinful. Uh, By, you know, by Jewish leadership standards, he was the worst of the worst. He was a tax collector. Uh, he was basically a traitor to his own people. He used information about this, you know, his fellow citizens to basically steal from them. Uh, he was an extortionist, right? He extorted people 
<clears throat> using taxes uh, to to gain personal wealth for himself, and he used the the muscle of Rome to back him up. And why would any righteous Jew, a good person, a clean person, want to be near? God forbid, he even eat with the sinner. They were unclean, and no God fearing Jew would want to go near them for fear of becoming unclean too. But the new revelation for all of us is that no one was free from sin. Even the Pharisees who thought they were righteous was full of sin. And also they manipulated the law for their own benefit. Jesus came to cure all the sinners, whether he was a despicable tax collector like Levi or a law-abiding Pharisee. And I put the law-abiding in quotes there. Um, all were guilty of sin in the eyes of God and Jesus came to heal them all do we do the same thing now that the Pharisees did with Levi what if a, a known criminal or a known sinner was to come into our church seeking forgiveness and redemption would we have courage and loving kindness to be with them and support them do we all already harbor internal biases about who belongs at church and who doesn't. It seems that we get institutionalized if we attend church too long and get comfortable with just our surroundings, especially the people that we associate with each week, week in and week out. How do we reach out to those who are unwanted but need Jesus the most? Okay. the second part of this uh, was tied to verse 18 and 18 to 22. Uh, I call that new, and then in quotes, new thinking. So new, it's a new, new thinking way. Jesus and his disciples did things that were considered non-customary or unconventional. He basically rubbed the Jews, the Pharisees, the wrong way. <clears throat> and fasting was one of them. Fasting was considered to be an indication of being holy, although not required by law, except specifically for atonement. Fasting became more and more embedded into the rituals of Jewish life. The Pharisees took pride and boasted about how faithful they were with their fasting. Even John's disciples fasted to regimen and discipline themselves. But the Pharisees were angry that Jesus' disciples did not fast. Why not? Were they not accountable to being disciplined and holy? Again, Jesus was counterculture and going against the grain of what the Pharisees had instituted as part of obeying the law, even those that were added to their own benefit. And Jesus responded with two comments. First one, that now was not the time to fast because he was with them. It was a celebration, like a wedding feast, and uh, there was no time to fast. And two, Jesus also pointed out that because of him, we needed a new way of thinking. He nor his disciples would be bound to the old ways and old thinking of the man-made and manipulated law. The old ways would not be able to contain the new revelation of understanding who Jesus, our Lord, who was with them. Instead, this new way of thinking required new cloth or a new law. 
specifically that it was only through him, through Jesus, him alone, that we can find, <clears throat> we can get freed from the bondages of sin. No amount of fasting would help us to become holy like him, who is the holiest of holy. Our holiness is now through faith in Jesus. Do you see yourself needing to check the box? Do, do you do things because you think it's appropriate or feel pressured to do as a Christian? We need to focus on the love of Jesus and break away from the ritualistic or man-made requirements that could distract us. If we focus on the fact that Jesus came to save us, save all of us who are lost, then what else is there more important than that? Let's put ourselves in the mode of new thinking where Jesus is Lord and nothing else matters more than that. So Jesus, through Jesus alone, we will have what we need to be holy. And the last one, uh, the rest of the text, uh, verses 23 in chapter 2 and Mark uh, chapter 3, verse 6. Um, I coined that as a new Sabbath law. And uh, God gave to man the Sabbath, the need to rest. And that's, that's you know, that's from uh, Old Testament Genesis, right? God gave command the Sabbath, the need to rest each week, not think about work, focus on God as we pray and eat with family is much needed by all. But the Pharisees had turned no work on the Sabbath into its own religion. In order to maintain this restriction, they had created a list of um, <clears throat> identified activities that were not performed, not, not to be performed on the Sabbath. Um, walking more than 2,000 paces, less than a mile, was one of them. Harvesting was another. And yet here are Jesus' disciples breaking these Sabbath rules. And the Pharisees were dismayed, dismayed very much. The response from Jesus is amazing. He knows the purpose of the Sabbath and why it was created. The Sabbath was for man. It was to help man have a day to renew, revitalize, to spend time with God. It was not meant for man's obedience on the Sabbath. God has all that he needs in the first place. More astounding was Jesus' statement of the Son of Man is Lord even on the Sabbath. No matter what day it is in the week, even on the Sabbath, Jesus was proclaiming his Lordship, his authority, over every day, especially, well, even on the Sabbath. Amazingly, Mark 2 begins with the healing of a paralyzed man by Jesus forgiving the man's sin. Mark 3 reveals Jesus stating that he is Lord over the Sabbath and it should not limit us from doing what is right, which, is, which was to heal the man with a shriveled hand. Again, do we have our own biases about Sunday or Sunday worship, what it means to us? Do you remember the blue laws of the South or the idea of no work, no studying, and no going out on Sunday? Even now and then, 
I think it's healthy for us to assess, ask ourselves whether or not we too are becoming legalistic. Are we putting God in a box and trying to control, manipulate the situation to our benefit? Are there times when our personal benefit gain control means more to us than helping someone see God's love in its purest form? Are we being inhibited? I pray that even starting this morning, we can see our Lord Jesus in a new way, above and beyond what our limited thinking has made him in, in our minds. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Savior. Jesus is all we need. Jesus is still due today for us. And that, that concludes today's daily breath. Um, I have the dedication song. <laughs>